listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Tim Link, and I'm so glad you're joining us today. My guest today is New York Times and U.S. Today best-selling author and a friend of the show, Bruce Cameron. And Bruce is going to be coming on board, talking to us a little bit about his much-anticipated sequel, A Dog's Journey. So we'll pick uh, Bruce's brain about a dog's journey. Of course, we've got to go back and talk about a dog's purpose and all the other wonderful things going on. So we're excited to have Bruce back on, and uh, we'll get right at it right after these uh, commercial messages. You're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Petco, where the pets go. Pet Life Radio has tail wagging, fur flying, fabulous deals for our listeners from Petco. Get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off the entire Petco site. That's right. But that's not all. Because you're a Pet Life Radio listener, you'll also get free shipping on your order of $49 or more. $6 off, up to 40% off, and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these awesome deals, go to PetcoDeals.com. That's PetcoDeals.com. Petco, where the pets go. I don't make any decisions about who to hire without going to Angie's List first. You'll find reviews on home repair to healthcare written by people just like you. With Angie's List, I know who to call and I know the results will be fantastic. Angie's List, who you can trust. Go to Angie'sList.com forward slash rights and get 25% off any subscription. That's Angie'sList.com forward slash rights. W-R-I-T-E-S. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. Welcome back. You're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Tim Link. And joining me now is best-selling author Bruce Cameron. Bruce, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks very much. It's great to be here. Uh, it's great to have you back on. We appreciate it very much. It's always exciting to, to read uh, what you've got out recently as well as all the other wonderful things you got going on. And we're going to try to touch upon all of those today. But first and foremost, A Dog's Journey. Tell us about the latest book. Well, you know, A Dog's Journey is a sequel. It's the, it's the immediate follow-up to A Dog's Purpose. In A Dog's Purpose, we learn to love this, this character, uh, this, this dog who is reborn, who has multiple lifetimes, remembers every one of them, and eventually comes to believe that there's a, there's a purpose to his life. There's a reason why he keeps being reborn, and until he figures that out and fulfills that purpose, it's just going to keep happening. So um, it's a great book for dog lovers and, and dog book lovers because the dog doesn't die in the end. So but at the end of A Dog's Purpose, I will I will say the dog has concluded that he did everything he was supposed to. He's, he's lived his life fully. He's done a great job, and there's no reason for him to ever be born again, except there's this girl. There's this, there's this little girl who keeps getting into trouble and the dog, who at this time is named Buddy, decides she really needs a dog and comes to realize he is that dog. So in A Dog's Journey, the sequel to A Dog's Purpose, we pick up with where we left off. Buddy is taking care of, of this girl. He's watching this little girl and realizes he has to find his way back to her 
over and over again throughout her life because she's going to continue to make bad decisions and she needs a dog in her life. That in a nutshell is the dog's journey. Dog's journey, yeah. And the teenager is a clarity, which I, I love that. I know you did that on purpose. That you know he's there <laughs> to give her clarity. I'm assuming here. Yeah, the, the name of the, of course, she eventually changes it as all teenagers would with a name like Clarity. She becomes she's Clarity June, so she becomes CJ. And uh, as CJ, she a teenager, she continues to make kind of bad decisions. I mean, she doesn't she doesn't seem to she doesn't pick the not the right guy who's right in front of her. Instead, she picks kind of a loser guy, and and uh, she's in constant danger. Some of it's very real. She needs the dog to literally save her life. So. It's just a lot of tension. It's kind of fraught with a lot of suspense. But in the end, it's also a story, of course, about everlasting love and how our true friends are always there for us if you know where to look. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, in, in the book, does Buddy have a clear purpose on uh, the direction CJ should be going? Or is it more of uh, he just keeps trying to get her on a, a good path, whatever that path may be? Yeah, you know, I want to be clear that just with it, as was true with a dog's purpose, in a dog's journey, it's a real dog. So it doesn't have the, the capability of really, you know, deep, profound, existential thinking. It, it reacts to the situation the way a dog would. So when there's an immediate threat, the dog reacts. The dog doesn't recognize storm clouds building on the horizon in the, in the life of CJ. He doesn't understand. He, he gets it when he doesn't like a boy or when, when something's happening that's bad, but he doesn't really understand the longer-term threat posed by some of these individuals. That's very typical of how a dog would react. You know, your dog may understand what an intruder is about and react accordingly, but wouldn't understand if you accidentally left your window open, which made it easy for an intruder to get in. And that's kind of CJ. She leaves her windows open. She is vulnerable to uh, the, the consequences of the bad decisions she makes. And so in a dog's journey, what he, what he ultimately does is react in the moment. Great question. No one's ever asked me that one before, but it really goes to the heart of the difference between this dog book and some other dog books that are, you know, where the dogs apparently are as smart as people and they're very, they have very complex thinking. That's not, that's not the dog you're going to meet in a dog's journey or a dog's purpose. <laughs> but wouldn't you agree there are dogs out there that uh, if we peeled it back deep enough, peeled back that onion, uh, they probably know more than what we would ever expect them to, and they tend to know their purpose much better than we do. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the dogs, when, one thing about dogs that's really true is they may not understand our words, but they understand our feelings. They understand our emotions. In fact, they, they have to. I mean, we bred them to read us because when we speak to them angrily, they need to understand that we're angry. They may not understand that the reason we're angry is because they got into the trash and we specifically told them not to. But they do understand we're really angry about something. And, and that is uh, so much what happens with our dogs. They're so in tune with our feelings. And that's why we love them so much. I mean, our dogs, just, uh, if we need a friend, they're there for us. If we need someone to snuggle with, they'll, they'll gladly do it. They're just really our, our best friend. Yeah, unconditional. And, and I do think that they, they keep us on focus, keep us on point when we get astray from either direction we're supposed to be going or just when we get out of kilter in general. I do, too. Yeah. I agree. Big kudos once again, you know, A Dog's Purpose. Uh, this is just amazing. Of course, this is the sequel, A Dog's Journey, but A Dog's Purpose spent 48 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list and a big bulk yeah. of those on top of the list, right? 
we were so surprised and you know no one expected this book to do anything it didn't have a big ad campaign a dog's purpose launched with a very small printing in line with the rather modest expectations and hopes that everyone had and it just took off and i have to thank the people out there who spread the word because that it was word of mouth about a dog's purpose where it is today it wasn't it had nothing to do with you know we didn't have a single tv ad we didn't have media we didn't have anything like that we just had people telling other people about this book and I, uh, I'm gratified and humbled by it. I mean, it's what every author wants, right, is to is to have people embrace his work. So I was so thrilled. And it, it had been, yeah, it had been a, a wonderful ride. And then, of course, DreamWorks picked up the, uh, the right to make the movie and hired me and my writing partner to write the screenplay. Yeah. So A Dog's Purpose is going to be on the big screen. And that is, you know, I mean, that's just like the most amazing thing. I'm just so thrilled by all of it. Yeah, absolutely. Rightfully so. I mean, I think it's just fantastic. And you mentioned your writing partner. Do you want to expand upon who that writing partner is? Sure. Uh, her name is Catherine Michon. I married her about two years ago. She doesn't write my books with me, but she and I write all of our all of our uh, material for Hollywood together. And uh, we make independent movies together. We've got a couple in the can that we're going to try to find distribution for. And so it's a great partnership that way. And of course, we got married. So it's, it's, uh, it's a partnership that uh, works out well for me in all directions. That's right. And keeps the revenue in yeah. the family too, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's, yeah. It's, yeah exactly. You don't make independent movies for money. You make them for love. Or at least that's, that's, that's my experience. <laughs> <laughs> that's your experience. Or at least that's what they tell you. So I, I want to jump into that a little bit uh, as far as the, the screenplay. Tell us a little bit about, uh, first of all, let's talk about writing with your partner, writing with your spouse. How, you know, hopefully I won't get you smacked in the head for this, but tell me, you know, how is that? Is it, is, is it cohesive? or smooth? Uh, are there challenges? Because I, you know, I work with my wife, my wife Kim, and we do uh, everything together, and we're together all the time, and it tends to blend real well for me, and I can say that with her not being in the studio, so that's good news. <laughs> so tell me how that relationship works. Is there a lot of bantering going on, and, and how does that flow work? Well, the first thing is we always, you know, the dog is there to, to moderate and to mediate. So we, you know, whenever we have a disagreement, the dog steps in and we go with the, the dog is the tiebreaker vote. We, uh, we do great together. We generally, it doesn't happen the same way every time. Very often I'll, I'll first draft it because I really like writing the first draft. She's very good at editing. So regardless of how it started in subsequent drafts, she will apply her expert eye to what the work needs. Yeah, especially when it comes to things like character, I'm I tend to be much more about the plot of things, and she tends to be more about character. That's why a dog's purpose for all the heart that's in there. It's really uh, I think people find it to be a really quick moving story. I mean, I've been told there are people who read it in one city because they just can't stop turning pages, and that's that's me. That's me loving the plot, but by the same token. My notes back from Catherine when she read the early drafts was, I need more heart. I need to know more about who this dog really is. I need to know more, need to know more about the people. And that's why under her firm but kind uh, and loving <laughs> insistence, uh, I brought this dog to a position where you know people felt they really knew who, who Buddy was. Same thing with the dog's journey. She uh, First thing I did when I was done with the first draft was hand it to her and say, okay, tell me what I'm missing. And... Uh, the dog's journey, it turned out, once again, I had lots of plot, but I really needed help with, uh, with understanding what, what kind of heart needed to be in there. And so 
it has been a great relationship for me. And, uh, you know, like I say, uh, whenever we have a disagreement, though, we've got the dog right there. And my whole writing style is I have to get up every half an hour or my back will start to complain. So I get up every half an hour or so and go over and wrestle with the dog. And it gets to the point where if I'm not doing that on the, on the hour or on the half hour, the dog will come over and put his paw on my leg and look up at me and I say, okay, you're forgetting something here. That's right. So it's really good for me. Yeah. yeah, and I, you know, I think it's great. You know, it's funny you mentioned that though, because I, I do, you know, going back to getting inside the mind of a dog and, and sort of being the dog and what they go through, and you know, I find it time and time again that they are a constant reminder of what I should be doing. So, for instance, like with you, to remind you to get up and stretch out and give him some attention, but more importantly, help yourself out physically. And um, yeah. I know with our dogs, that same way. You know, there's certain breaks, certain periods of time. If we've been at the computer too long. It's not a matter of them you know, wanting attention, but it's more of, okay, we know that if you don't get up soon, you're probably never getting up out of that chair because you're going to be stiff as a board. Yeah. And I think it's fascinating exactly. how they go about doing that. We're going to take a quick little break here, but I want to come back and talk a little bit more about a dog's journey. And I also want to talk to you about uh, Newspaper Columnist of the Year. So everybody stay tuned. You're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Sit. Stay. <laughs> We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Introducing the new Brett Michaels Pets Rock Collection exclusively at PetSmart. I created it for the pets that rock your world. Shop the Brett Michaels Pets Rock Collection and celebrate PetSmart's 25th anniversary with up to 25% off thousands of items on the PetSmart site. Plus, free shipping on orders of $49 or more. Go to PetSmartDeal.com. That's PetSmartDeal.com. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Backs are powerful bagless upright vacuums for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Vac, go to DysonDeals.com. DysonDeals.com to order your Dyson Animal Vac today. Dyson. Music to your ears. is Brent Atwater, and I'm the Animal Reincarnation Authority. Join me every week on Alive Again, and let me look at your pet's energy to determine if they're going to reincarnate. I'll be able to tell you when they're going to come back and what they look like. So send me your pet's photo and email me your question at brent at petliferadio.com. I'm looking forward to answering your questions on Alive Again. Every week only on PetLifeRadio.com. 
Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Tim Link, and I'm here with author Bruce Cameron. We're talking about his uh, latest book, A Dog's Journey. Now, Bruce, this is, uh, like we mentioned, is a sequel to A Dog's Purpose. What challenges did you encounter, or what unique situations did you encounter when trying to put together a sequel to an extremely popular uh, book, A Dog's Purpose, with A Dog's Journey? Yeah, the, the challenges were, were like this. First, I when I finished A Dog's Purpose, I really thought I was done with the series. I didn't know there was going to be a sequel until I started hearing from people who read the book and said, okay, I just have a couple of questions, and then started asking about things that had happened in their mind after the end of the book. And I thought, well, I've got, I didn't realize it, but I've left some things unaddressed. I've left some things that people want to understand. And then there's always the challenge when you write a sequel. Well, are people going to have read the first one? And the answer is invariably, well, not all of them. There are going to be plenty of people who pick up a dog's journey because it's on the New York Times bestseller list and say, oh, it looks like I love the cover. You know, it's a green cover with a beautiful little beagle on it. And it's like, ah, I think I'll read this, this book. It looks like it might be fun. And then they, I have to bring them up to speed on what's going on, what the central premise is so that we can continue with the book. Those were my biggest artistic challenges. It turned out, though, that once I got started with A Dog's Journey, it was very evident to me that uh, this was a book that needed to be written because there was a lot yet to happen and a lot yet to say about this wonderful dog. And then it wasn't difficult at all to write a book where if you hadn't read A Dog's Purpose, if you haven't read it, shame on you, but, but if you haven't read A Dog's Purpose, <laughs> You can pick up a dog's journey and get right with the program. In fact, I've started to meet people who have read the books out of order. And when I said, well, you know, I'm sorry to hear that. That must have been difficult for you. They said, not at all. It made perfect sense. It was fine. They didn't have any problem reading the book out of order. So I, that surprised me. And, uh, and this goes to show it's a much more flexible medium than, than we writers tend to think sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think you said you do such a great job of bringing out the characters, no matter what, which one you read first, that you really attach yourself, in my opinion, to the characters in, in the book, as well as their journey and their focus of what they're doing. Well, thank you. Yeah, so I think did a great job, as always, on that. Now, when people buy the book, A Dog's Journey, and they read through it, what would be the one thing you'd want them to take away from, from that? What would you hope they'd get out of it? I hope that they ultimately would come to realize that the special relationship that they have with their pet, though it is limited in length on this earth because of the, the short time that our, love, our beloved dogs are with us, mm-hmm. that a dog's love is, is truly the most profound and deep and unjudgmental you're ever going to get, and it's always there. If you are really open-hearted, you can feel your dog's presence even if the dog has passed. And it may happen to you that another dog will come along and that that dog, too, will fill the same place in your heart. And that's not a coincidence. And the final thing I hope you take away from a dog's journey is just the lesson of the dogs, which is that they're here for a very short period of time. But when they pass, I really believe that the last thing on their minds is they hope that we get another dog because it really is true that what they're teaching us is that life is better when you have love in it and you're not going to find any better love than the love that comes from your dog. And that's the lesson of a dog's journey. 
Yeah. It's a great lesson, and I think it's a great takeaway. I, I know just a couple of weeks ago, I lost my furry boy, Buzz, and uh, oh. he he was a great teacher. He's been on this uh, journey and actually helped me start the journey working with animals full-time, and uh, it's a big loss, but I, you know, I, even after this short period of time, I've reflected back and realized that there is that strong purpose for him to have come into my life, and he helped me through this part of, of my journey, and uh, who knows what the next uh, furry friend will come along and help me with the rest of it exactly yeah now i've got to ask you and first of all another congratulations you're just going to get kudos all over the place because we love you so much (laughs) but you were uh you were named newspaper columnist of the year last year correct yeah 2011 i was newspaper columnist of the year and i'd had a column uh, started with the denver rocky mountain news paper's no longer in business that wasn't my fault it wasn't my column (laughs) (laughs) back in the 90s and uh so this was a long time coming, and it, and, uh, it was a great feeling. I am a columnist, though I have taken a hiatus from writing my weekly newspaper column that was syndicated all over the country so that I could focus on my books. It just takes so much to, not necessarily to get a, a book written, but to you know get a book out there. Because it turns out that if I can po- find people who enjoy reading and who uh, care about dogs, they're going to like a dog's purpose. But it's actually very difficult to get the word out. It's actually hard to, to put the information in front of somebody in such a way that it sticks long enough for them to remember to go get the book. So we have to spend a lot of time just talking to people, and, and uh, that takes up all my time. So a dog's purpose and a dog's journey, I'm out here pretty much, you know, being, you know, the, the, like the traveling medicine man. I'm going from <laughs> town to town doing my carnival barking, trying to get people aware of the existence of these two books. And so I, I knew I couldn't write a column, so I, I decided to go out on top. Winning newspaper columnist of the year was a completely unexpected and a, a wonderful uh, award to get. And so I thought, okay, I'm good. I'm not going to win any other awards for this. This is the one. <laughs> so, so I decided now is the time. <laughs> like, like a great sports star, go out on top and that's leave right, wanting yeah. more. I think that's a great way to do it. Yeah, and I think you, you hit it on the head. I mean, I'm sure writing a column on a, a regular basis, whether it's a weekly, uh, daily, or monthly column, has its own set of challenges compared to writing a book and getting the publicity behind the book. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, I love writing columns. I love the form, and I'm loving the writing humor. But, you know, to tell you the truth, I was just thinking about it on my on my bike ride. I was thinking about writing a, a book of uh, columns about dogs because I just love writing stories about dogs. Yeah. There, it's you know, I, I'm really kind of the dog guy now, Tim. I really don't know that I could sell a book if it didn't have a picture of a dog on it because people would say, well, he's, he's the guy that writes dog books. What's he That's writing right. about something else for so I really, I really think that, that I've been handed a, a blessing because if you're going to be stuck with a character, rather than be stuck with, a, with an FBI agent or a, you know, a, a undercover CIA agent or some character like that, my character is the most optimistic, loving, joyful creature on the planet, a dog. I think I've been blessed. So I'm going to stick with this because it means I can write books that make people happy, make them smile. That's right. And dogs always have great stories to tell. So I see a series of books coming out. Hint, hint to your publishers and editors there. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Then. Are people referring to you more as, hey, you're the uh, a dog's purpose or the dog's journey guy, or do they know you by name? You know, I, I, I think that they are starting to know me a little bit by name, which is really important. As we know, as an author, exactly. you start from zero 
every time you write a book if they don't know your name. If you, so, and that's really a difficult place to be. So I'm trying to, it's not that I want to be, you know, well-known. And of course, being a well-known writer is not being like a well-known actor. People don't come up to me in cafes and say, can I have your autograph on a napkin? They have no idea who I am. And that, that's kind of nice. Uh, because they do live out in LA and I do see sometimes, uh, celebrities trying to have, you know, dinner with their, their date or their family and people just continually coming up to their table and interrupting and saying, Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but and I'm thinking, well, you're not sorry or you wouldn't be interrupting. They're not going to do that to the dog book guy. They're not going to come up and talk to me, uh, at all. So, but I do need to get to people thinking, okay, Bruce Cameron, he wrote a dog circus. He wrote a dog circus. That's the connection I need to make. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're well, well on your way with that. That's for sure. And then they can start asking questions about their dog. Yeah, that- I tell people, you know, I, here's my theory about dogs. And my theory is that if you love them, that's the most important thing. And then the rest of it's all really hard and it's up to the individual dog. My dog is not really easy to train because you just can't, you just you can't take it seriously. It's like, yeah, I, I get that we could do this whole sit and stay thing, but it's not as much fun. It's running around. So let's just run around, Dad. What are we doing this sit and stay thing for? That's just his attitude. <laughs> and uh, so I'm not a dog trainer. I don't, I'm not, I'm not. Look at my dog's behavior and say, oh, yeah, that guy knows the world about dogs. He would say, <laughs> yeah, that guy needs to hire a dog trainer. <laughs> he needs some help. Yeah, well, uh, trying to uh, train or trying to uh, get your uh, dogs to do what you want them to do is a lot like trying to get your children to do something. You know, it just doesn't seem to happen as well, giving advice to other people. Well, I love it when people, they ask me, you know, what do I think about how people are with their dogs? And I'll say, well, the one thing I know is I've watched people talk to their dogs as if they really think the dog understands. And they say, you know, okay, I'm going to go to the store and I don't want you to knock over the trash can like you did last time. That was a bad dog, and you know you don't do that. There's nothing in there you see anyway, so don't do that, okay? So I'm going to leave, but you don't get into anything bad. And the dog doesn't understand that. The dog <laughs> is thinking, well, I, I don't know what we're doing here, but I don't think I'm going to get a walk or a car ride out of it, so this is all baloney. You know? Oh, boy. And, well, uh, yeah. I think we'll differ on opinion on that one. So I I spend most of my life telling people to, to talk to their dogs and, and their animals in general, but focus on what you want them to accomplish. You can't just simply say, you know, I'm leaving out the door, don't do something. Well, for most yeah. dogs and most animals, the word don't doesn't register with them. They think all they hear is do <laughs> something. <you know? laughs> right, so right. don't pee on the carpet means pee on the carpet, and they'll honor <laughs> you with that every single time. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Uh, that's good advice. Yeah, there you go. Talk to them and visualize what you want them to do, and then maybe you'll have greater success, I think. That's the way it works. Got it. So now you're out beating the bushes. I've got to ask you this. We'll wrap it up with this. You're beating the bushes with a dog's journey, promoting it, book tours, uh, appearances like this show. Uh, at the same time, you're tightening up the screenplay and trying to get it ready to go. How does someone, and I'm assuming you're still writing other things, so how do you balance that day-to-day type of activity? You know, the hard thing for me is the distractions that come from the social media that we have today. That, you know, I get fans and friends and people sending me messages. And the hard thing is to stay focused on what I need to stay focused on instead of saying, oh, there's a, there's a message. I'll answer that message. Oh, I think I'll check out my friend's Facebook page and see what he's having for, for dinner. You know, it's like I've got to stay focused on my books and my, my work because it, it is a real job. It, it doesn't, you know, I don't have to get up and go to an office. And that's both a blessing and a curse because in an office, you stay focused, but at home, you're at home, you know? And it's like, oh, I think I'll go see if there's any brownies left. <laughs> and you really have, 
you have to say, no, I'm at work. I've got to quit messing around and get to work. I, like, I got to pretend like I got a boss there who's watching me. And of course, I'm my, I'm the boss and I'm terribly lenient. So that's a real problem. But it has been a real joy though, even though it's a distraction. It's a real joy. I've never, I had written three and published three books before A Dog's Purpose came out. None of them garnered the sort of reaction I've been getting from people. I have so many people who have told me that A Dog's Purpose is literally the best book they've ever read. No one has ever said that to me about anything I've ever written before. And while it might be a little bit of a hyperbole, I think in the moment they mean it, and it is so heartening and, and so uh, so humbling to get that kind of email. And I love that there's a big debate among my fans as to which one's better, a dog's journey or a dog's purpose, because that's the sort of thing I love to hear. It means that I didn't let them down to the second book. There you go. And then, uh, hint, hint, the third one, maybe that's the tiebreaker of them all. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Bruce, where can people find out more about what's going on with you and A Dog's Journey and all the wonderful things you have going on? Well, we have a, if you're on Facebook at all, we have a wonderfully vibrant, alive Facebook page. Last time I checked, we had nearly 160,000 people weighing in with their dog pictures and their opinions. Come on over and visit that. If you don't do Facebook, you can go to a dogpurpose.com. You show up on a dogpurpose.com and get some videos and stories. But what we really have going on there is the Dog of the Week contest. You can nominate your dog for Dog of the Week. And if you win, you get a free copy of the Dog Purpose. All you have to do is play the phone to go for your dog. It takes a few weeks to win. Hardly anybody wins in one week. So get, be patient. You'll get up there. Eventually, you'll, you'll accumulate enough votes if your dog is cute enough. And my gosh, they all are. Mm-hmm. And uh, every week, somebody wins Dog of the Week. So that's what's going on. And then you know, you can always just come on over to uh, com. That's my website. That just has basic uh, static information. I think it's kind of boring because it's about me. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm more talking about dogs. That's right. Put more dog pictures on everything. It'd be great. And the status yeah. of the uh, the film project? The movie version of A Dog's Purpose is right now in the hands of DreamWorks. They're mulling over their scheduling, their budget, their who's going to be in it, the directors, and all that stuff is not stuff that they talk to the writer about. So I, I am just waiting to hear. And when I when I call over to find out what's going on, they say things are going great, but they don't. That's all they tell me. So uh, at this point, my work is done. I've turned in the script. I'm just waiting for them to say. We're going to make this movie, and I'm positive they're going to make it. It's a great movie, and you know, anybody who's read the book knows uh, it really appeals to everybody. It's, 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 they call it four quadrant, meaning men, women, old people, young people. Everybody loves this book. Absolutely, and we'll look forward to seeing that Oscar on the mantle next to your newspaper columnist of the year award. Well, <laughs> one can hope. We can hope. We can hope. Not. I'm looking for that invite yeah. in the mail, too, so I'll look forward to being there. All right. You, you <laughs> be All right, Bruce. Thanks so much. Congratulations again. Everybody pick up a copy of A Dog's Journey. It's a great, great book, and uh, everything Bruce does is fantastic. So we appreciate you coming on to uh, Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Hey, thank you so much for having me. This was great. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. Well, we're coming to the end of the show today. Uh, so I'd like to thank everyone for listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Uh, I'd like to thank our sponsors and producers for making the show possible. To find out more about me, Tim Link, and the other guests I've interviewed and download the other shows, you can go to PetLifeRadio.com, click on the Animal Rights icon, and download the episodes and uh, read the blogs while you're there. That's uh, PetLifeRadio.com. And uh, while you're there, make sure you check out all the other shows and all the other wonderful hosts that we have on Pet Life Radio. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the show, please email me. You can email me at tim at petliferadio.com. That's tim at petliferadio.com. And I'll be glad to answer your questions, entertain your comments, and bring on the people you want to hear from the most onto the show. So until next time, write a great story about the animals in your life. 
Share it in a blog, article, or in a book. And who knows, you may be the next guest on Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have a great day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.